Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1709, Dealing with Injuries as an Athlete, by Flora Beverly of foodfitnessflora.blog. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome back to another weekend edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, let's keep this intro nice and short and jump right into today's post as we optimize your life. Dealing with Injuries as an Athlete by Flora Beverly of foodfitnessflora.blog. At university, I undertook a short course on sports psychology, hoping to garner some insight into what makes pro athletes tick and how the rest of us can improve our own psychology to improve our sport. The topic that stuck with me most, however, was talking about the effects of injuries on athletes and not just professional ones. Since sports have strong mental as well as physical benefits, the stress and anxiety caused by injury can sometimes be almost incapacitating. Figuring out how to keep fears and potentially serious mental health problems at bay is both vital and complex. While I'm no expert, I have an unfortunate amount of personal experience dealing with recurring injuries, namely IT band syndrome, caused by doing too much too soon in most athletes, but initiated and exacerbated almost solely by road running for me. My first trainer told me to stop running in favor of all other sports which did nothing to help the actual problem, since I was always going to run. I just needed to know how. And so commenced six years of recurring injury. After a huge flare-up during my training for and running the Tokyo Marathon in early 2019, I worked with my second trainer, Zoe, from Physiomotion, based in London, to figure out the cause of my particular injury, weak glutes, poor running form to compensate, and to work on those issues. Since then, I've been able to run two ultramarathons and 50 kilometers weeks on trail, big for me, especially because previously five kilometers would hurt, with no pain until recently, on a very tiring 10-kilometer road run around Bristol. So, in my current mindset, I thought it might be helpful to share my top tips for dealing with injuries, both mentally and physically. Get a diagnosis. For many hearing this, your injuries will be recurring, so you'll have a good idea of what the pain is and what it means. However, for many others, you'll have a lateral knee pain or some calf discomfort and won't know what's gone wrong. 
getting a diagnosis is vital to taking the right steps to recovery. Taking time off until it doesn't hurt and then going straight back to what you were doing before doesn't treat the root cause of the problem, so you might have the same issue again. Get a diagnosis and a plan to recover. Know what's gone wrong. This might be personal to me, but when things go wrong, I need to know why. Understanding the details of why something went wrong, what happened in the lead up, and what I can do next time to avoid the same thing happening again helps me feel in control of the issue. It also helps prevent it from happening again. If I think about it, the recent cause of my flare-up was two weeks off, followed by three very stiff road runs in quick succession, followed by a lack of stretching on top of nine months without a regular or sufficient physiotherapy strengthening routine. Know your triggers and work to fix them. Accept reality. If you are injured, the chances are that you felt discomfort before it turned into a full-blown injury. If you had taken a step back at discomfort, it may never have turned into injury. So now you're injured, it's time to accept that reality. It may not be the reality forever, but for now, pushing through the pain doesn't make you hardcore. It makes you stupid, speaking from experience. It also means your injury will likely take longer to heal and you'll spend more time away from what you love. Accepting your current state means it'll likely last for less time. Treat recovery like training. If you're anything like me, you get pretty excited when a new training plan comes your way, but groan at the idea of a physiotherapy or rehab plan. However, technically, a rehab plan is the same as any other training plan. It's taking small steps to improve from the position you're currently in to the position you want to be in. Switching your mindset from rehab is a chore to rehab is training can help keep you motivated. The more you stick to your rehab plan, the sooner you'll be back to the training you love. Enjoy the time off. When you know you can't run or do the sport you love, it seems like all you want to do is that thing. But in reality, How many times did you think, I wish I didn't have to go on this run when you still could? Time off is a chance to take stock, recover both physically and mentally, and improve other skills too, be it in the gym or at work. You'll be amazed at how much free time you have all of a sudden. Again, this is about mindset. You can choose to resent the free time or you can choose to do something productive with it. Rest is also productive. Speak to others. While being pragmatic is always best when it comes to injuries, sometimes speaking to someone else who can share your frustrations can make you feel less alone. Sharing tips and irritations can be helpful, and venting about your injury every now and again can feel good. It's unfair that I'm injured. I read my body well, I rest well, I eat well, I don't do huge mileage, and yet, here I am once again. It's immensely frustrating. Once you're done, pick yourself back up, and get on with your rehab plan. Go back slowly. At the end of your six weeks or six months, you'll likely be trepidatious but excited to get back to running or whatever sport you love. However, these are the tentative first steps after months of recovery and work. Don't go out all guns blazing however fresh you think you feel. Work with your trainer to plan your return to training. A two-kilometer run is as valid as your previous 20-kilometer runs. Don't let ego or excitement get in the way of a slow and sensible return to training. Your body will thank you in the long run, so to speak. 
And if anything, you should be finishing your sessions feeling like you want to do more. You just listened to the post titled Dealing with Injuries as an Athlete by Flora Beverly of foodfitnessflora.blog. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I often hear from folks that every time they try and get into the habit of staying physically active, something happens like they get sick. They end up getting a cold or the flu. I think a lot of the same concepts that Flora discussed in her post today can apply in these situations too. First, just as Flora said, by staying active, your body will thank you in the long run, so we have to keep that in mind. Next, think about what may have caused the illness. Was it that you exercised to the point of exhaustion? Did you overtrain? Have you been losing sleep because of something else going on in your life? How have you been eating? Were you exposed to someone else that was sick? Then, learn from this experience. Get back into exercise slowly. Then continue to progress slowly so that you don't overtrain. Make sure you're staying adequately hydrated and refueling properly. Allow your body enough rest and recovery time. Because the reality is, when you stay physically active, your immune system, your body's defense against illnesses, will be stronger for it. So, Even though we're quick to blame exercise as the reason we keep getting sick, it may not be the reason at all. All right, that'll do it for the Saturday episode. I hope you're having a great weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.